Hello, everybody. This is Tara with uh, God Talk with Tara, and I am so glad you're here listening tonight. I'm going to offer a quick prayer, and we're going to kind of jump into God's talking today. Um, Father God, thank you so much for the day. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your uh, trials. Thank you for your people, Lord God. I pray tonight, Lord, that you would open the ears of every person listening, that your spirit, Father God, would come into them and mm, give them freedom, Lord, to hear whatever it is you would speak to them tonight. I pray that you would make their minds receptive to your will and your word, that they would tune their ears to your voice. Father, your word says that your sheep know your voice. I pray tonight that we would each know your voice so that we can follow. Lord, I pray that you would make me small tonight, that you would take me out of the way, and that you would allow your spirit to speak here and now, that you would give me your words to touch the people that you are calling, those that need comfort, those that need freedom, those that need healing. Father, I pray that you would move. I thank you, Father, for the opportunity to be a vessel for your word and for your love, for your grace and for your spirit. We thank you, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. So today I was out with my mother. Um, that's often the case on a Friday afternoon. Um, and I was pondering, because it was getting kind of late, what it was God would have me say today. And as I was driving home from the store and thinking of this, it struck me that I have been thinking of Asbury and the events that have been going on there the last couple of days with an outpouring of the Holy Spirit and awakening and revival among the student body and others coming in from other colleges to participate in that. And, and Father, I, I, you know, I, I have... I've been whiny today because I can't just drop everything and take off and go to Kentucky. <laughs> and I would like to take everything and, and go to Kentucky that I would, I would like to just drop all of the things. And, um, and it was funny because as I was contemplating that it struck me that that's an interruption in the lives of all of the people there was someone that mentioned how alien and strange this all seems because it isn't ordinary um, to their understanding and experience of worship that this is a outside of the normal thing and they have a hard time thinking of it in terms of the spirit um, because the spirit is an interruption. He stops our normal day to day. And I started thinking about that because, you know, it, it happens. This has been, this has been a week of interruptions for me. It has been, um, the kids interrupting when I'm in the middle of something because they need me to go do something. It was my alarm clock not going off this morning and throwing my whole morning off. And the, the whole day felt interrupted because I had slept for 45 minutes longer than I intended. Um, 
my granddaughter and walked into the midst of that while I was trying to get back on track to ask if I was going to go over to Colonial Williamsburg to see the Bray School moved to its new location or its old location um, because their, their school was going, their, their class was walking over there today. And, um, and I told her, no, I didn't think I was going to be going because I had gotten up late and Yet, as I thought about it, it's sort of a historical thing, a historic mo moment in time. And how often do you get to see a big building move down the street on a truck? Um, especially not a historic building getting moved down the street on a truck. So I decided to ask my husband and daughter if they wanted to go over there anyway. And so we did. And that was an interruption to the day. It was an interruption that wound up being really neat and made my granddaughter very happy, but it was still an interruption to the day, the things that needed to be done today. My mother's plans changed and that was an interruption to the day because um, she came much later in the day, which actually was good. It left me more time, um, but that is, that is the day today. <laughs> so when the Lord told me the interruption was what I needed to be talking about, I was like, well, boy, I got some things to say on that Lord. Um, but then he started pointing me to scripture and he started to teach me something because this all began with what is going on at Asbury, um, in my mind that the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in that place, and we ask for it and we invite it and we desire it and God, please do it here, do it now. And I do, I pray that the Lord would pour out his Holy Spirit and that he would just obliterate everything else around us and, and fill us to overflowing. Um, and yet, well, like I said, he started pointing me at scripture. So we're going to start there. We're going to go because that was the other thing, um, because one of the things he had pointed me at was the book of Acts and we're going to get there. Um, but I was like, Lord, that's sort of an interruption because I have noticed that most of the things that he has had me talking about over the last week and a half have kind of walked through the gospels almost it's sort of in an order. Um, it, there's been a lot in Luke and, um, so I kind of had a feeling that we were supposed to be moving through that and all of a sudden to jump over to this part of Acts seemed like an interruption, which looking back, it's probably not, but it felt like that today. And that was where it triggered. That was where I thought about that and what I was saying. So we're going to go to Luke and Matthew. Um, we're going to go all the way back to chapter one of both Luke and Matthew. Um, so in chapter one of Luke, we get in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. 
And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And we're going to stop right there, and we're going to hop over to the same account in Matthew. Um, it's not the same account. It's it's also the, the birth of Jesus or the conception of Jesus. And in Matthew, verse 18, we pick up with, Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And this all took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now, when Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And we're going to stop right there. Now, I want you to think about that. So before this passage here in, in Matthew, by the way, we see this long line of genealogy. There is this hugely long line that stretches all the way back to Abraham. Um, and it goes all the way forward. And then it stops with this story of the birth of Jesus. It's an interruption in the line. There's nothing that comes after Jesus, by the way, in scripture. There is no genealogical descendants that come from Jesus. There is no genealog there there actually I don't think there are any more genealogies after the gospels. Um because the Holy Spirit entered the picture and he interrupted the line. And we go back to Luke and we see this too. So here in Luke it says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So here's Mary going along. She's betrothed to a man, which in that time meant that they were preparing to be married. They were committed to their marriage together. And they were going to, hmm, they were committed to being married. 